Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is Shug Mila Mooney, episode 19. Today is September 19, 2020. So we're in fall now, it's chilly out there. Uh, a little chilly where I'm recording too, but uh, we're here with Shug. How you feeling, Shug? Man, I'm just cooling. Hey, Joel, what's going on today? What's going on today? How you feeling? I'm good. Got my hoodie on. Pretty chilly in my room right now. Yeah, man. I mean, that's I a good bundle up. Yeah, that's a good thing. I'm 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 already for fall mode. It's me a little different this year, but I'm in the mood for it. Uh, football's officially back, so there you go. And uh, today, in our in our episode, uh, we got sports related news, but it's not on field news in the traditional sense. We got Al Villanueva. Uh, he had his own uh, protests in his his style, uh, but it was in contrast to uh, his team, the Steelers, what they wanted to do. Uh, so we'll get into that. Uh, <clears throat> what do you call it? We also have Ty Lawson, who was in the NBA a few years ago. He was kind of like a journeyman, but the last two years he's been working in. Uh, he's been uh, in China on that team. We'll get into his, his situation. And then we're going to switch it up. And we're gonna, you know, every once in a while, I like to switch it up and uh, talk about things, you know, like uh, all of us, like kind of funny stuff that, you know, get into that. And we're going to talk about the craziest lie you've ever told a woman. And we've all been there over the years. And then we're going to talk about uh, celebrity news. We're going to talk about, the, in our version, ugliest celebrity you would sleep with. Then also, for free. For free. And then uh, we're going to talk about women, um, you know, that you date, sleep with in your life. We'll talk about that. So let's go. Let's get into it. Oh, yeah. But uh, also, this is all new news, but uh, the passing of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, RBG, that we've been calling her. She passed away yesterday. And we're going to do a little tribute to her. So let's get into episode 19. All right, so um, Supreme Court Justice Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg. In the last few years, it's been, she's been big in the news. Uh, you know, people who are for social justice, uh, they looked up to her because she's been doing it uh, for like decades. And there's a lot of ramifications for this politically wise. Uh, our elections in seven weeks now, and um, sadly, it's been over. Her life has been overshadowed by this uh, White House, who are flipping things. But I don't know if people saw her uh, documentary. That also helped uh, get her message out. Uh, Shug, um, how do you feel about this? Uh, the passing of RBG. Well, she was 87 years old. She was a Supreme Court justice. Um, she was very influential on um, Roe v. Wade and um, uh, women's rights as far as it, it concerns their bodies and their reproductive rights. Um, and, you know, she will be missed. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people got, you know, were upset that immediately after her death, you know, people talked about like the political ramifications of it and things like that. But I mean, how can you not like if the president dies, like 
you you don't say like all right like we, like can can we get can we get like a a, grie- a grieving period before like the vice president gets sworn in? I mean, everybody's seen that picture of um Lyndon Johnson on Air Force One being sworn in while Jackie Kennedy still had like the blood and probably like brain fragments of uh, John F. Kennedy on her. Um, but you know, if, as we've seen with how uh, the Republicans and the conservatives have been playing um, this um, game with the Supreme Court, which is the highest court of the country, um, before Trump got elected and after he got elected, you know, uh, Merrick Garland um, not being confirmed because it was a lame duck year and an election year, so. Now we're going to see um, how hypocritical uh, Lindsey Graham and uh, Mitch McConnell will be um, going forward with this. And, you know, hopefully, uh, I believe her granddaughter stated that her wish was that they not um, nominate her replacement or confirm her replacement until after the election so we'll see if if you know that wish is respected is is respected and i i I really don't have any faith that it will be hey joel um this news came out last night and talking about it today how do you feel about uh this well like first you know rest in peace to beta ginsburg like i you know i admittedly when it comes to politics and just anything of that nature like i honestly myself wasn't really aware RBG was honestly and I know that sounds insane but I really had like no idea I don't follow politics judges I'm from the it's like me growing up if I ever had to see a judge it wasn't good so I never like cared about any of the judges or the court system or anything like that honestly but like rest in peace to to her I really don't know much didn't know much like now that um sadly when she passed away you know how it goes the saying goes like you're nobody you know somebody kills you or you um you don't get your flowers while you're still here all along those lines sadly you know she had to pass away for me to like look up more information on her obviously it's all out there I'm gonna do my research you know I'll say that all the time as millennials do research I'll do my do research but uh, you know rest in peace to her and again honestly I just I never really knew about anything. All these judges, I admittedly didn't know, but I'll do my research. But rest in peace to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, and she was the second woman appointed, uh, which is a huge deal. But the Supreme Court has always been controversial because it's not like you directly vote for, for them. It's, a, it's an appointment. It's uh, appointing them. Uh, like, we don't really have a voice for it. So that's why it's very, very controversial. And uh, for me, since I started following politics, I've started following politics when I was a kid, like like in 2000, uh, which was a controversial election. Uh, but I feel like Republicans are hypocrites. That's the word uh, I wanted to use because in 2016, you know, they uh, refused to uh, vote for uh, Obama's uh, Mary Garland. Exactly. And I just think over the years, uh, they just are hypocrites. Uh, they wouldn't let Obama like vote for a lot of things, like his uh, administration. 
And then uh, when Trump thing, they wanted to push everything. And now they want to do it immediately, ASAP. It's just like hypocritical. And then my mother, you know, my mother, she's older. She's a Facebook, Facebook uh, kind of person. And immediately, like right wing and like conservatives and Republicans are like being nasty. And imagine if like that was like people from the left, like, dude, you know, they would, you know, it's just hypocrites. So rest in peace. And uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, something positive comes from something very sad. Yeah, and like the last thing I'm gonna say before we start the 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 what we are planning for the show today, like I posted on Twitter last night that like I can't wait for them to pull up you know Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell's receipts from you know the Merrick when you know Obama uh, nominated Merrick Garland, and I posted like the um if you remember on like Friday when um. The, the guy was like, why y'all ain't stick up to me, stick up for me um, versus Debo. And like Craig told him, what about when he choked Smokey way back when, da, 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 da. And I, he, he pauses for a second. He's like, oh, that was different. <laughs> so I think that's how, that's definitely, I, I, I could see um, in the coming weeks, that's probably going to be the position of um, the top, um, Republicans and, and conservatives, you, if you haven't already seen it, you know, that was different. And everybody should follow Shug on Twitter because he nails everything with a, with a perfect gif or a perfect line. Uh, Shuggy 2 Necklace. Um, I always rely on him to kind of break things down uh, with a funny tweet. So, uh, yeah. So let's jump into the show. All right, so uh, me and Sugar are diehard Giant fans. Uh, and week one, we, pay the, we played the Pittsburgh Steelers. And unbeknownst to us, there was a situation that happened. And it didn't come, come to light until later in the week. But basically, uh, Steelers player Al Villanueva, uh, he made a counter statement to what the Steelers were trying to do. Uh, Steelers were trying to basically show respect to a teenager who uh, last year was uh, two years ago. Last year was uh, 2018. Uh, yeah, it was 2018. Yeah. And, uh, and he was shot by, uh, by a police officer in, uh, in the Pittsburgh area. And, uh, you know, uh, Shug, when you heard this, um, you know, facts aside, what was the uh, media response uh, that you felt? Um, to Villanueva or the shooting? Uh, the first, the shooting. Um, well, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, a con- unfortunately a common thing where black men are killed by um, law enforcement in the, in the country. Um, so, and this kid, he was, you know, uh, I think 17 or 18 years old. Uh, 17. Antoine Rose Jr. Um, and um, if you've noticed in this show, uh, on, uh, if I haven't mentioned it before, I actually spent a lot of time in the Pittsburgh area, went to college in um, 
a suburb of Pittsburgh. So I spent a, and and a lot of my my really great friends, best friends are in or from the Pittsburgh area. So I'm familiar with a lot of things. And from that, you know, I've I've actually grown a lot of disdain for the Pittsburgh Steelers as a football team because when I was there, oh my God, like like um you know in New York the same way you'd see like a Yankees cap. Like people would wear full blown like Steelers jerseys like to work. Um it it was like a religious thing and I just like, you know, growing up here I always you know, having two different teams, you know, you'd never see that kind of like coat, like um, um, display of like fandom. So it was strange to me, and I, I always like disliked it. Um, not only that, but you know, Roethlisberger um was drafted the same year as Eli, so it, you know there was always like that, who's better, and 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 stuff like that. So. Like I said, I'm I'm familiar with this the 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 area and and the Pittsburgh Steelers and, um. Like Mike said, this this um he he went against uh what the team had agreed to do and actually this is not the first time. Um, Al Villanueva is actually a former Army Ranger, which is great. Like uh, um, applause to him and all credit to him and. Thanks to him for his service. Um, but a few years ago after Colin Kaepernick, um, or the year after Colin Kaepernick started kneeling during the anthem, and actually, if you think about it, it was the first year he, he was blackballed because it was the year after um, when, when he went unsigned. Um, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers made the decision that you know, instead of um, having the players, you know, some standing, some kneeling, um, and having, like, that distraction or having that, like, um, having that disagreement in the locker room, they decided as a team that they would just stay in the locker room during the anthem so that way no one felt pressured to stand, nobody felt pressured to kneel. Excuse me, they could basically just come out after the anthem and play football, which, which, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people want. And he actually went out by himself and stood there and with his hand over his, his heart and all that shit. And, um, in response to that, you know, obviously a lot of like conservatives like rallied around him. It was like, Look at that! He's a true patriot, an ex-army ranger. Like da 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 da. And I was just like, and I I, I took I commented on it on one of the tweets. Like I was like, fuck him. So then one of the girls from like Pittsburgh, um, responded to that and was like, fuck him, really? He's an army ranger. And I'm just like, okay, what the fuck does I have to do with anything? Like, he's there. He's and this is the point because I know a lot of people would probably play devil's advocate and say, all right, well, Colin Kaepernick went against his team, da 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 And it's like, yeah, that's the that's kind of the point because Colin Kaepernick was like a championship what a champion and a voice for underprivileged people, um oppressed people, 
and people who are feeling who who are facing injustices and to me our villain waiver between that showing um coming out of the locker room and what he did um this past Monday where he covered up um Antoine Rose Jr.'s name and then put a black soldier that died in Iraq um he's basically trying to be like a champion for privileged people and oppressors like that, that's my feelings towards it he wants to be like the anti Colin Kaepernick and what's lost in all of this or what goes back to Colin Kaepernick is like a lot of people tried to like villa vilify him for his like beliefs and his belief is just like you know the country could be a lot better if it was equal for everybody and not um you know the plight of others isn't simply ignored and a lot of people vilify him because they want to ignore it right and uh coach mike tomlin uh he basically said uh i'm gonna let my players express themselves but how i feel is by blocking out the name you're actively trying to make yourself a spectacle. And what he did in 2017, coming out alone, that's just like he was like trying to be uh, – he knew how – he knew the reaction uh, from the left and the right would feel uh, from making that statement. Uh, it's going against the team. It's the same as I think he did before. I say if he wanted to pay tribute to um, – his name is Chase. Uh, he died uh, in Iraq. Of course, it was a heroic uh, a feat that he uh, accomplished, like saving six of his like fellow uh, servicemen, a service person. Um, but uh, the Steelers, you know, they allow that, but you didn't have to block it out. You can have it somewhere else. Uh, I know this is a season-long thing, but you can have it somewhere else. I know a lot of people like do stuff like on their own, uh, but. Uh, uh, Rose Jr.'s mother had a statement. She she didn't uh, directly um, address Villanueva. Uh, he she basically said that let's turn this into a positive. Uh, you know, like the negative press. Let's let's turn this into a positive, and let's uh, shine a light on her son. And at a you know at a bigger bigger uh, statement to what's going on for let's see, like forever. So. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a great thing to think about, like making a positive out of a negative, which uh, which we'll be trying to do a lot in, in uh, specifically in 2020. Yeah, Joel? All right, to me, um, the whole – I can understand how he feels, like, rest in peace to his fellow soldier men. Owen Cash, I understand paying tribute to him. But when the whole team has another name, it just looks funny when you cross out the name and you put it in the back of the helmet. It just sounds funny. I'm pretty sure he had well intentions. That was his friend. And, you know, again, anytime, like, he has respect because he actually was in the military, in the Army. So he's always going to get that credit. He's always going to have that behind him. But, like, you strip that, it's just, like, real arrogance for you to just cross out a name and to put another name behind the back. Like nobody else. And I'm pretty sure um what Shake said earlier when he stood out in uh the what was it the well he was like what he said he was by himself but underneath like the entrance, right? 
Yeah, he came out in a tunnel while the rest of the team. Yeah, was in the tunnel. There we go. That's the word. Instead of again, he was out there in the tunnel again. Like he just felt himself. He came out himself. Team didn't really know about it, and even his apology towards that, like his apology, was self-centered as well. It's like you, he only had himself in mind. I feel when he did these things, and it's just certain things that, like, like you're gonna get away with just because you are in the military or you have that honor. And sometimes that's just not the case. Like everybody, if you gotta look past that, and you gotta see that the arrogance that he had for him to get himself against all the protests, especially after this was done after everything, after the fact, and he's still like just arrogance, putting his own arrogance in. Right. And uh, earlier in our tribute to uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I we both me and Chug used the word uh, hypocritical, and that seems to be uh, the theme so far. This episode is just hypocrisy on conserv with conservatives and people on the right. Um, it's like it's okay if they do it, and uh, poor shame, poor shame. They vilify Colin Kaepernick, and you notice that. It was hard for him to find another team, but Villanueva is still on the Steelers, you know, uh, despite him going against his teammates. Uh, I mean, how do you play with a, a team, especially football, which is like one of the most, uh, one of the most uh, times, like the most uh, sport that you rely on your uh, teammates the most? It's just like a crazy combat sport. Yeah, so like the um, the soldier, I guess like the 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 um, or the 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 way he wanted to save face was that the soldier, whose name he replaced Antoine Rose's name with, was a black soldier, um. But to me, you know what you're seeing in all of these sports and everywhere and all these statements is you know Black Lives Matter. Pro like not probably not the organization they're pointing to just black lives in general. But you know, when you say like, all right, I'm gonna take this teen off of my this teen that got shot in the back by a police officer, you know, a civilian killed by a, a officer, a law enforcement officer. I'm going to take his name off and I'm going to replace it with a soldier that sacrificed and died in Iraq. You know, it's basically making the point or he, he's really highlighting a point that Black Lives Matter is trying to make in the fact that like Black Lives Matter, Black Lives shouldn't just like a Black life shouldn't just matter to you. It shouldn't be, oh, he's a soldier he didn't deserve to die, but this guy, he was a teen and he was in a car um, that happened to be involved in a drive-by. So he, his life matters less than this black soldier. If you guys get what I'm saying. And I do. Uh, uh, me reading into the, this whole situation, uh, I, I've noticed that, you know, people that go against progressive movement that we're involved with right now, uh, they always use the word, what word do they always use for people, the, the victims? They always use thug. He shouldn't, you know, he, he was in the middle of a criminal act. They always use these terms. And uh, basically, they always say, what about the, what about the hero? What about the soldiers? 
uh, what about the police officers that go out there every day to the, you know, to defend uh, the other citizens? They always use these terms, uh, and I find them, you know, you, you, I'm sure you feel the same way, derogatory. And again, it's just that he knew the reaction that was going to happen. Man, he should have left both names. I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, he could have left both names on if he really cared. Yeah, I mean, like why? Black Lives Matter, he could have had both names. Or right um, or right, right under, one right under the other. Or even, right. like, he could have just asked, like, all right, um, okay, the week of, all right, since we're going to have his name on here this, this week or in a week's going forward or whatever, right? Maybe, like, when they play the week of, like, Veterans Day, you know, oh, can we put this guy's name on here since we had this guy's name on it? Maybe something like that. But, you know, like like Mike said, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of, like, Casino and Goodfellas when they, they talk about, like, oh, uh, you know, they found this body here that was whacked because of God knows what then or, or God knows who we whacked when and who did what to what, da 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 And that's really what they do with, like, a lot of these victims of um of of law enforcement killings is that you know they they always try to bring up some shit from like some kind of like weird ass like um thing that happened like when and then it's like all right like god forbid something happened to me it's like oh yeah he like got like a summons for crossing in between the train cars so you know he 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 paid a 75 dollar fine or whatever like it's just like 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 i said something like that where to somebody like villain the wave i feel like uh and I, i feel it with a lot of the people that that i went to college with that it's like you know a black life has to matter to you instead of like, you know, a black life mattering period. Like these people shouldn't get killed at the end of the day. Like if you're a soldier, like, or you're a cop and you get killed in the line of duty, like that's part of that. that, That's part of what you signed up for. That's the sacrifice everybody keeps bringing up. Oh, the sacrifices these fan, these 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 our troops make, and the sacrifices police officers make every day, putting on a uniform. Like, there's a chance, like you know, you're gonna get killed. It's unfortunate, but it's true. And you know, just being a black man, just walking outside of your house, like you don't know what you know, you don't know what somebody did somewhere that for some reason like you match some kind of description or some bullshit and your life could be ended just for that and that's not something that we signed up for like we didn't get to choose me, me and joel we didn't get to choose our skin tone um when we were born but you know uh army uniform or police uniform that's something you put on that's something you chose to do and you you understand and and unfortunately it's a thankless job at times Right. And ironically, the Steelers coach is that, you know, he's a black man. Uh, and uh, Vula Neva, he actually approached Tomlin and Tomlin uh, agreed to it. But, you know, if you're thinking about both both sides and their opinion, uh, he didn't have to he didn't have to cross the, uh, 
Rose's name off. And a great point by Suge was, you know, you wait till uh, Veterans Day, uh, you know, a day like that where, you know, the, the league uh, pays tribute to veterans. Um, so, yeah, I think it was a statement uh, just like the Blue Lives Matter, All Lives, All Lives Matter. Uh, and he follows that theme. And again, he was making a spectacle of himself uh, at the wrong time. Um, you know, the election year, things are going, uh, is a crucible, you know. Things are um, very, very volatile, volatile and uh, polari polarizing. So, you know, I think if he had the name somewhere else on his uniform, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. So, yeah, so I basically think he knew what he was doing and he wanted attention. Like, I see also, like, if he wanted to do this, like, I'm looking right now for, like, a, a Twitter or some type of social media that Al Villanueva must have, and I don't see anything. So it's almost like, you know, you have the, in 2020, you have the power to use your social media if you really want to be, you know, uh, showcase whatever it is you want to showcase you don't have to do it on the field and that's a lot of people who's problem with politics and sports here they really don't like mixing politics and sports which in this case i could see it you know it's really annoying because just play the game like just be with your teammates uh football's a team sport any sport really is a team sport if you're the only guy want to be the standout and not do anything then just sit on your own and take that to your social media you don't have to do that you know, on live TV. Right, so right now, like I said, I'm looking for if he has an Instagram, maybe I'm looking in the wrong place. I don't see anything. So it's like he just wants to be a, uh, you know, a standout on TV in a time where it shouldn't really be a standout. Right. In the NBA uh, this season, in the bubble, uh, players were allowed to not have their names on the back and they could have like a uh, make a statement uh, about. Um, the whole, you know, Black Lives Matter. Uh, so, then I watched the game, like, uh, I think Paul George just has his name on it, and that was his choice. I think I, if it's not, uh, we can, uh, I can, we can correct that. Um, yeah, so we can talk about uh, the veteran that Villanueva was shining a light on. So his background was, was Iraq, uh, and uh, 2005, uh, basically there was a um, like sort of like a was it I IED, and uh, their tank hit it. This is a very common thing that happened back then. Uh, sadly, now we have that in America. If everyone knows about like Portland, Seattle situation, they're lining those up now. But anyway, so that went off, and six of his other his fellow uh, you know, service people that he uh, that he was with on the mission. Uh, they were injured, and what the man did, while he was uh, covered in gasoline and partially on fire, he went out there and uh, put their other their lives first. So that's something you, you should commemorate. Uh, but also, the whole situation is. Um, it wasn't the right time, you know, even it's always the right time to you know, pay tribute to, uh, you know, fallen, uh, military. Um, but yeah, 
it was just uh, the wrong time because with Kaepernick, it was they weren't having like American flags, like as like a you know stand up to the flag and everything, and then he like you know he went on his uh, he uh, knelt, you know it wasn't like he was doing it just to like say f you in that way, it was he was doing it to shine a light on you know BLM. So that's why I feel it's more of like a trying to make a spectacle. I keep bringing that up. That yeah, my my thing was that like the veteran, you know, the sacrifices that black soldiers make, and I don't think that's that's something that Villanueva was even trying to highlight when he did that, which is that. You know, this person got killed in combat, right? A black man. He probably has relatives, little brothers, little cousins, um, nephews that probably look like Antoine Rose. And it ain't like when they get stopped by cops, like they're asking like, oh, is your, or, or is, is your relative, do you have relatives in the military? All right, I'm not going to kill you. You know what I'm saying? All right. But like the whole BLM in uh, essentially isn't trying to say black lives are more important, uh, which is usually like the case for progressive movements. They're trying to look for equality. I mean, that's always the goal and pointing out, you know, like the blue light, blue lives matter, you know, uh, you know, relatively speaking, uh, despite people have, um, they have uh, grievances to say, to say, you know, least. I mean, uh, you know, to sum it up like that, but uh, it seems like that this is that is like exactly the whole all lives matter uh, with uh, what he did on the field. It's basically saying that no, 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 like their lives are more important, but they don't get the point that you know what they always say is like um, if black lives don't matter, then then no lives matter. I've heard that. Um, but yeah, it's basically saying no, it's actively protesting it, but why can't both things be true? Um, you know, that's being that's being more of like seeing both sides, but uh, I think America has no compromise anymore. Um, so basically you're not gonna, both sides aren't gonna get their message. It's not, and they're not gonna happen uh, if you don't work together. Like in the 60s, despite it also being not totally um, equal, they were able to, you know, come up with a compromise in the 60s, even though obviously uh, it was a struggle uh, from, you know, the 50s and 60s were, you know, crazy times. So it was a struggle, but with the compromise, they were able to, you know, be a little progressive. And of course, it's still going on today. All right, so another sports situation controversy popped up uh friday yesterday um people may remember ty lawson he was an nba for years i consider him a journeyman uh most popular uh popularly he was on the kings nuggets nuggets yeah yeah Um, but i'm talking about when like situation happened we'll get into that um, so then the last couple of years, I like a, a lot of NBA players, ex-NBA players, he went out to China to play. And uh, when you go to, when you, you know, a lot of 
sports figures, they go out. I mean, so uh, Ty Lawson was out at a club in China and he, you know, he, on a social media, uh, what people were considering inappropriate uh, to uh, women in China, that resulted in him being uh, banned from the league, uh, Chinese Basketball League. He was playing for the Fuyan Sturgeons, Fuyan Sturgeons, I believe the name. I don't follow Chinese basketball. Uh, that was his most recent team. Um, yeah, it was two seasons he played for them. I'm not sure his stats. Uh, but, um, yeah, so the Chinese Basketball League uh, came out with a statement saying, you know, this is inappropriate. Uh, it's inconsistent with uh, our standards, our social media standards as well. He affected the club. Uh, he affected the league. So uh, our only recourse is to ban him. Um, I, I don't believe Ty Lawson at this moment has made a statement yet. Uh, but, you know, but in his past as well, you know, he had uh, four infractions uh, with DUI. And he was put on probation. He violated it. Uh, that's kind of like how he got, you know, his NBA career kind of like uh, declined uh, in, you know, uh, controversial fashion. Now it seems to happen again in China. Uh, Shug, were you uh, surprised by this? Um, yeah, man. I don't think like China. China don't don't a lot of things like you know. I guess like the cultural differences. Like a lot of things, um, that might be acceptable here might be frowned upon in China, but, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with Ty Lawson. He's a NCAA champion with the North Carolina Tar Heels in 2009. So I remember watching those games when I was in college. Um, but I'm looking at his stats when he was in China, like he barely started, but like he averaged like 25 points per game. Like, so I'll be like side side note from what we're talking about here. I'm like, damn, maybe if I go to China, I could probably like like you know carve out a nice little um journeyman career, get a you know probably average like five five points per game or something like that. But um, what was that his his strip club etiquette? Because he said um Chinese women um. I guess they got um they got the cake, they got the yams on the low, um and that's what he was trying to like tell to the world. I didn't know I don't I didn't know like I didn't think he he'd lose his job for it, but you know. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, but that's their standards uh, with uh, the Chinese league and NBA too. Uh, they take them very seriously. So obviously, uh, China, you know, they're they're. Uh, very big popular uh but a lot of players now um there's a lot of ex-nba players now uh i hope i'm surprised is jeremy lynn's there yeah he, i think he went over like this this year or the year before uh yeah lance uh stevenson oh, i remember him mm-hmm. uh, got, uh this this surprised me tyler tyler hansberg uh, that was kind of well, a big deal when he was there. Popular Tar Heel. Yep, another one. 
Yeah, in the top 12, that's uh, pretty much all I see. Yeah, again, I don't follow this Chinese league. Yeah. Well, they weren't on my radar until I seen these these um these his Ty Lawson's Instagram story. Yeah, I mean, but you know, social media, a lot of people are, you know getting in trouble. Who else is here? Um, not trouble. I don't know. A negative response from the public. Uh, I mean, obviously he was a little, maybe he was a little, you know, under the influence over there, and you know, judgment. Uh, but it happens, you know, it happens a lot. Uh, yeah, so Joel, uh, are you surprised by this, or you know, you know, how do yeah, you feel? Honestly, this whole thing is this thing is stupid. Like the man is at a strip club, and there's a fat ass in his face that he's not used to. He's like playing over there in China. He probably hasn't ever, the first time he's been to a strip club in China. He saw like, oh snap, this woman got a fat ass. It's a strip club. He's enjoying himself he's probably drunk he you know shares that on instagram or facebook whatever like what's the big deal and you ban the man for life like that's not a lifetime ban for you to ban someone for life you suspend him give him a slap on the wrist tell him that was bad but you don't ban the man from working like you know he's a basketball player and you're gonna ban him for life because he saw a woman with a fat ass mind you Mind you, I don't want to be that guy and say, well, we'll just say all women, blah, 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 fat asses. No. Obviously, that's not good. Be a little bit more respectful. But be devil's advocate. Like, that's happening all the time. Like, I, I do it. If I see a stripper, like, damn, she got a fat ass. Like, I do it myself. I mean, that's what strippers, that's the atmosphere. That's the whole strip club atmosphere. You're going to go, you oh, look at that fat ass over here. So, I really, as a man, I don't understand you don't ban someone for life just because they like fat asses and they share that. I wonder if it's like the racial or the racial standpoint on it. Maybe they took it like that. Like he was trying to say, like you know, Asian women um, don't don't have nice bodies or then they're not like as attractive as Americans. No, he all he said. I'm reading the. Chinese women got cakes on the low. Might switch up my stand soon. LOL. It's complimentary. <laughs> yeah. um, perhaps. Uh, let me jump in. Maybe things have changed, or it's just China. But uh, per you know, I maybe I've uh, visited a few establishments, and phones are frowned upon to say the least. And one time, uh, you know, I had a flip phone, and I just had it out. I didn't mean to take photos and stuff. I was checking the time because sometimes they go over over a song because they you know the dj might mix them together and they sound similar but she closed it with uh one of her head one of her breasts and it's like it's a funny you know, <laughs> right. and it was my, fir- my first time man. it was a uh, cabaret <laughs> oh i shouldn't name names. yeah <laughs> well i was going to anyways if i went to some place like cheetahs you know one of them places that they got like the um strip clubs on like cabs, like the advertisements, like you go to one of those places, like, and I see a fat ass in there, I'd be like, oh shit, like this, like you can't, this Ukrainian chick up in Cheetahs got a fat ass, like, it's not expecting that. Listen, I, I know it's the you know Me Too movement. That's another reason why it's probably like, well, but then again, that's you know an American thing, but still, like, 
Um, I yeah. know I go to a strip club. That's that's the atmosphere. I'm going to tweet out, oh, damn, there's a lot of fat asses in this club. I know that's what I'm doing. Like, I don't even try to sound like insensitive, but that's the whole atmosphere. The point of going to like the strip club, see what you see surrounding. I bet you like if it was like a bodybuilding contest, like, oh, my God, look at that guy with all the muscles, Arnold Schwarzenegger coming back, bringing men like that back. I would go ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's what y'all want to see as women. Go ahead. I'm not going to go to the gym and be brolic like that. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. Like People have their preferences. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder so, if I, it, 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 does this maybe have to be like a byproduct of like the acrimony that like the Chinese government has with um the NBA with with um you know Daryl Morey being outspoken and um you know Chinese government they they banned NBA games from being broadcast in China and and stuff like that. Yeah, and there's a lot of money to be made, so they, that's a huge deal that they banned it. You know, that's a huge deal because they, you know, they have deals with like a, I'm sure they have deals with other sports and everything. And then, you know, uh, you know, obviously it's very popular. It's it's not even more popular apparently with uh, Stephen Marbury, where he's like treated like a god now. Um, so it's you know NBA. Uh, I don't know. I'm surprised that they don't even show it anymore. Um, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. And then it was like controversial. And it, I I kind of saw it coming, where like LeBron James was critical of Daryl Morey. Now Daryl Morey's stance was that you know China China's government has um, committed human rights violations and you know stuff like that. And then LeBron James comes out and he's like. Oh, like, you know, how dare you, like, you can't say stuff like that. Like, you got to keep your, you can't comment on, like, another um, country's government, the sign of third. So then, of course, like, it's it's crazy because now, you know, you got me kind of, like, siding with people like Mike Pence and, like, conservatives because they're, like, you know, how dare you. How how can you be critical about like law enforcement and Trump and this on a third in this country, but you're telling Daryl Morey he can't be critical about that country and you know they they took it and they they made it into like a hypocritical thing. So like I said, I, I saw it I saw it coming and I just you know I don't know I have no opinion really like either way because i don't know too much about like the chinese government and their people um so i don't want to come on here and sound like i know when i don't um yeah yeah you know that that could be considered uh people you know consider it like american arrogance uh but yeah you know i mean when the nba was over there lebron you know made that statement his image you know if they're showing nba games his image is there why can't you have an opinion? Um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, he, he has stakes in it. He has I'm, stakes in the game. I'm going to go, I'm going to say it's probably something in his contract that he didn't read that said, oh, you can't go to strip clubs or something and have an opinion. And then they fired him, well, banned him because of that. I'm trying, maybe it was something in his contract. Was, this whole thing, like I say, he's a man. Like, at a strip club, like what's? 
yeah. stripper's yeah. supposed to have fat ass. I mean, if he, I'm pretty sure if oh, she has no ass, it probably would have been worse because then that's what usually, <laughs> like, the stereotype from Asian women, like, they have no ass. So then now what? Yeah, like in the NBA. Yeah, you hear in the NBA, you hear a lot of things about breaking curfew. In the NFL, breaking curfew, I think a slap on the wrist. Um, For those situations, um, you know, just that doesn't seem as serious. But yeah, in China, in the league, there he broke, he broke uh, uh, the contract. Um, You know, they have a strict policy about uh, social media. Uh, They're super strict on social media. Uh, they block a lot of things mm. over there. So. Oh, yeah. So that, that, that probably factored into it. Well, there's always food. Honestly, this, this thing just as a ridiculous, honestly. Well, on the list I read, he's like top four ex-NBA players. And the ranking him, that's a big deal. He's top four currently playing there. Yeah, but the man banned now. Like, he can't play. That's what I'm saying. There's always food. You ban him for life, cause, geesh. Well, for for yeah, now, now, now I know I go to a strip club in China. I'm not gonna tweet anything or, like, I'm not. I mean, I'm not a basketball player either. Yo, but still, just on yo, the no if, phone. If I'm already going to China, you know that's a pretty big deal. I take the consequences of being banned just to go to a strip club. Hey, it's a bucket list thing. Screw it. No phones, just living in the moment. Yeah, I mean, nah, I, I need, I need to relive those life. moments. That's the point of Instagram to relive those moments. Some of those moments you gotta relive. I'm pretty sure Ty Lawson wanted to relive some moments, and that's what he tweeted, or well, again, whatever. I don't know what he used Instagram. Actually, yeah, it was Instagram Stories. That's what he was doing. That's what I, every time I put up a story is to look at the archives to relive it again. So to get banned, that's just makes no sense. I mean, don't, like don't I said, give him a slap on the wrist. Yeah, no, no disrespect. Uh, but the hell are you going to do in uh, super, super strict conservative China when you're used to living in America? It's a struggle. I, I've, I've heard a lot of sports people go out there and they're like, they get homesick, you know, and you know, that's a little, and I'm sure like it's being a celebrity and from the West, he, he goes to like the, the places that only the top brass go to probably like political figures, their version, you know, their celebrities. Uh, I'm sure, you know, if maybe also, um, with the whole IG uh, post, maybe they feel like, oh, this is supposed to be secret, man. What's next? They're going to like kind of rat on us because we got this whole underground thing going and the government is now going to investigate that. Who knows? I'm not sure how, uh, what, where this province is because uh, some provinces, provinces, <laughs> provinces have different laws. Uh, it was different, you know, Shanghai is like different. Uh, so I'm not sure where this is, but they might be more strict there. If I'm not mistaken, isn't, China, isn't porn banned in China? So I'm kind of like surprised they have like strip clubs, but then again, you know. Yeah, it might be the situation where it's underground. Chinese uh, 
Uh, oh. they cold again. Triads. Triads is like the mob there. Mm-hmm. Their version. Hey, let's see what happens. Maybe we'll come back and become a celebrity here. And, uh, um, you know, he's not, he's not NBA. He got, no. uh, hopefully he made good investments and he opened up a strip club or something like that. Oh, maybe Australia or something more, yeah. something way more, you know, like, yeah, whatever helps the community out. Like that's what, that's the best thing you could do at this moment. You just start your own thing, do your own business, be your own man, like help out the community. You know? Come back to America. I'm pretty sure Chinese American and Japanese American got that cake. <laughs> they, grow, they grow up with, uh, different, uh, I don't want to be controversial. I've noticed this though. They grew up on a diet of American diet, and it's a little different. The bionic chickens. I'm not the only one here. Come on, come on, guys. I mean, if all else fails, he. Nah, I don't know what you mean. I've seen, like, listen, I've seen. Go ahead, sir, because you know I'm controversial. <laughs> no, you started because I'm there. Yeah. No, go ahead. Say what you gonna say. Now, like Mike, like Mike was saying, like I know, like, like just general, like women, like I've never been, I've never seen, like. White girls, again, I had not been around white girls. I was born and raised in the Heights, Harlem, and Bronx. I've never been around white girls. But there's some white girls I could give credit to. Like, oh, you got ass. I've never seen a white girl with ass like that. That's mm. just, again, that's just me. There you go. And if all those... So I see, where, I see where Mike is coming from. When you, I'm just saying. Yeah. I got you, Mike. Full disclosure, I'm taking medicine. and I'm a little under weather, so maybe it's getting to me now. Who knows? I'm loosen up, loosen up my tie. Who knows? Yeah, and we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it more. We can. In our next topics. Okay, that's a little sneak peek. And if all else fails, Ty Lawson, um, you could be a story consultant on Rush Hour Four, because I think now we have a plot for a new international incident. There you go. There. Yeah. See, that's good. Shug, man, you're a screenwriter. All right, Twitter questions yet again. Things I've seen on Twitter that I wanted, I, I gave my opinion on on my Twitter. Um, and I wanted to bring those questions to my pals here. So the first one is, what is the craziest lie you've ever told to a woman? So I'm going to start off. A couple years back, I went to Pittsburgh um, visiting friends, and I, we, me and my buddies went to, um, the Yankees actually were playing in Pittsburgh, so that was like my reason for going. So we all as a group went um, to my best friends, my best friend's cousin, and went to the Yankee game. So while we were in a bathroom, um, like my one friend, he's six six, like two fifty. So everybody kept on asking, um, or like these old like white guys were like, "Hey man, you should go out to you should go out to play for the Steelers." Da, 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 da. Well, somebody said it to him. So then like some guy, like one of the guys, I guess he didn't hear it. He was like, "You play for you're on the Steelers." So then he's like. 
So we 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 drank we pregame before uh, we went to the game. So we we were good like drunk. So we was just having a, fun, a, a a laugh with with it. So I was like, yeah, man, he's on the practice squad. Um, he, they just signed him. He's he he he's um been training with them and stuff like that. It should be um on the field and you know in like a couple weeks. Da da da. So we decided for the rest of the night, like, yeah, sure, like, we're going to act like, you know, Dave's on the Steelers and, like, you're his agent. So I did that, and I was, like, going out to, like, the bars. I'm like, yeah, like, this is my client. So I got a couple numbers and stuff like that. So that's, like, the craziest (laughs) one that I did. Was it a believable thing? Yeah, I mean, you've seen seen Dave. Like, Dave looks like he's either in the NFL or the NBA, so... You know, and he's like a big black dude. So who, you know, you could probably do that. Nah, with, he look like yeah, he he do look like he could play defense. You could say he's period. you could say he's a WWE wrestler, like all of that. Like he he's got yeah. that that look. So it was believable, and everybody knows. Like when I go out, like I I dress up. So you know, like you could say you could be like, oh, this is like Rich Paul. Yeah, because Dave, yeah, I could see that happen. Like, honestly, like, if I didn't meet y'all before, like, if you didn't introduce me to Dave, I would think he was, like, automatically, like, some type of, like, football player. Just off rip. Like, I would have believed you for sure. If nobody did, I would have. But I'm sure, like, people believe that. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, these are, like, yeah, but these are, like, random. These are randoms. Um, And that's, like, that's usually, that used to be me. Um, back in more wilder times, uh, but I would say like I would have like my friends say, or I would say nothing athletic. I would say like I worked in. I say oh I work in creative. I work in TV. Uh, but I would like I would stretch it. I would embellish, and like uh, funny funny. I would say like yeah like I'm miss, I'm I'm, miss, I'm Sony. I'm Sony Junior. Mr. Sony Junior. As a joke, but in realistic, I say I would, oh I I, uh, I moved to the city. Uh, now I work in TV, um, you know, working my way up. And most girls that were where I would talk to, they look like they were creative. But they look like kind of, you know, that type of that type of chick or woman. And uh, it worked. It worked one time, I would say. And uh, <laughs> see this guy, he's the guy behind the guy behind the guy. No, but the one time it like really worked, like uh, my friends were, like well, they're like like really like I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. It was like uh, she was like an eight, and uh, it lasted a while until I uh, pulled something inappropriate and pulled. Uh, so I learned my lesson just to, you know, when you when you snag someone like that and you want to keep it going casually, um, you know, be play it, you know. Be cool and slowly, slowly, you know, be more realistic and stuff. Um, I also, uh, back then, you know, wasn't driving. And I, w- I would always say, yeah, I'm driving. Uh, and then if I was dating her, like a month in, you'd be like, how come uh, you don't you don't ever pick me up? I'm like, oh, you know, it's expired. Uh, oh, my car, I don't have the car right now. <laughs> and that was always kind of like a deal breaker to that type of that type of uh, woman I was 
going for back then. That's when I was like dating girls. Here's the thing uh, about my car. It uh does not exist. Yeah. Yeah. Um you know, the only car I have is uh in GTA. <laughs> but yeah, um that's like kind of that's not a crazy lie. Um it's more like micro micro lies, you know. I'm sure you know, that sure reminds me of when um this week when you know Kanye yet again went off on his shit and he said like he just he just tweeted out like investment and like property ownership that's it and like capital all caps and somebody put like the video of like GTA when you buy like a house <laughs> and it was like property acquired. <laughs> there you go. I'm not the only one. What about you, Joel? Yeah, it's kind of, I got, like, easy white lies, honestly. Like, I was always told, like, honestly, like, with me, like, the truth got me more in trouble with, with lies when it came to, like, females and girls. Telling the truth, honestly, because I was always told be truthful women, like, when a man is honest and upfront about his feelings and listen. Nah, not all the time, honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, you know. So, like, the lies I've told is, like, I kind of like what Mike said. I got – when I used to play baseball, I used to play sports. I would always say I'm on a team. Oh, yeah, I'm the best on the team. And I've never been on any team other than, like, the Little League. But, like, this was, like, high school. I would say I played in high school when I wasn't even on a team. Things like that. Oh, and a lot of the girls that, you know, I grew up around or that liked me or I liked, they used – they tend to like the tough guys, like the, the, you know, like dangerous. And that's not me. I'm not like a tough guy at all. Like I'm tough when I have to be, but I'm not tough up front. So like, I would just always say, oh yeah, I hang out with these, these guys on this block. Cause again, I was born in, you know, in the Heights or in Harlem. So I would be like, I'm on this block in Harlem or I'm on this side of, you know, the Heights, blah, 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 blah. And I don't even live there. I just know people who live there. I walk around there, little lies like that. But it was usually like in general, telling the truth has gotten me in way worse troubles than a lie. Like I've never lied on me personally. Like I'll never get with a female and just like fake a whole relationship. Like that's, I never lied like that. But I just lied on like just stuff I had really. I ain't really have to lie about myself other than like, oh, all right. Whatever yeah. I have, uh, I have more sneakers than I should have. You know, I, like you, Mike, I've said I've had cars before and I've never had a car, never had a license. You know, little white lies like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, my neighborhood was just like packed with bars and you would say the same thing. And I, you know, I left with a, I would say an eight, eight uh, paint uh, artist. Um, and I pulled that whole thing where I'm like, I was in creative and all that, uh, you know, but it, instead of like, you know, my version was like a bunch of bars. So not tough guys, but like the guys who would like come in at the end of the night who seemed like they were like high rollers and then they, they pulled a car up and it was like, you know, semi nice. The girls think it is, you know, cause they're out of it. And they're the ones, you know, usually left with that. And now I'm the one who would always set them up with, yeah, I'm creative. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in this, and I was like, I'm the one who like charmed them, and then they would, they would bounce. I, I actually heard that's what my grandfather did. He was like the funny guy, but he actually sniped. All right. Um. 
Who's the ugliest celebrity you'd sleep with for free? Like money, you you don't know. You, you don't know like they have like money, you know, they're, they're rich or they're famous or whatever, but based going off looks, they're not, you know, conventionally attractive, but, you know, end of the night at the bar, you, you know, you had a good amount of drinking done, you're drunk and you, you know, entertain the idea of taking them home or you or them taking you home. Who would that person be? Well, for me, uh, I'm going to start off with something, an actual story, like a real story. Uh, not not a crazy celebrity, but obviously you see me and Sugar wearing wrestling uh, T-shirts. Uh, so I was at this, like, a big event. I was at this big event uh, for this subculture. And everyone, they're not that famous, so or they're, like, we're all into, like, um, hanging out with, like, the, the fans or whatever. That's one girl, you know, um, not conventionally, what do you call it, like, uh, you know, like you go to uh, <clears throat> baddies, like wrestling baddies, like that type of deal. But she was like, you know, with her friends and stuff. And like, I bought her a drink and stuff. And, and then like, she flipped in and got me something. And I was like, oh, my, you know, I'm a big fan and stuff like that. And then, uh, <clears throat> then she left with her, you know, boyfriend. It was like, not even a big dude. <clears throat> but, uh that's like something that actually happened where I at least, you know, was like talking to someone for a while and I was like, Oh yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. I, you know, I do this for, uh, you know, this wrestling company. I do this for that, like the local things. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I know, I know them. I, you know, I'm cool with them. No, but that's a lie. You know, it's like, a, I call it micro lies and white lies. It didn't get me anywhere, but it was the closest. Um, I'll get into like an actual celebrity, but uh, Joel, what about you? Celebrity? I mean, the. All right. I got this, this Sarah Jessica Parker. I'll admit. You know, historically, like, to say she looks like a horse is a disrespect to horses. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, that's my sopranos. I'm watching my sopranos. Yeah. Oh. But honestly, like if like you said, Shug, if one day you're drunk, it is what it is. Like she's tall. You know, I never had a tall woman before because I'm short. You know, I'm talking about myself too. Like I'm short. I'm skinny. I got a big nose. It is what it is. You know, so I talk about before I talk about. Parker, I'll talk about myself. So there you go, guys. There you go, listeners. Now you know what I look like. But sadly, you know what Tara Jessica Parker looks like also. That's the sad part. But all I'm saying is, if I'm drunk, she's tall. I never had a tall woman before. I might, you know, I might give her some. It don't have to be like a whole love session. Could be 10 minutes, quickie. It doesn't have to be like intimate. Just in and out. No disrespect. She's been married for like a long time. Yeah, I was about to say Matthew Broderick. <laughs> you can take him though. You can take him. You know, after one of the, his shows, he's like a theater guy. You know, you can take nah, him. Plus, I don't. I think they're like kind of like a. I'm sure. I'm sure he. You know, they got married. They love each other for other reasons other than what she looks like. She. She. You know, I don't know her personally. So her personality is probably awesome. I'm just saying, she looks. 
she's historically been said she looks like a horse. I'm not saying this. This is what people have been said. Right. But like I go a step farther in saying like I've seen some good looking horses. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll take it a step farther. Um for me for me, um, I don't know if she got cake or not. Like Ty Lawson. But um Aquafina. <laughs> Aqua Aquafina. Oh, yeah, the Asian? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good choice. No offense. But personality is a good I like funny funny women. That, yeah. that's that's a that's a big one. Um I mean, I like I said, if we're talking about like the not you know, conventionally attractive women, but like, you know, like all right, I'm not messing with her for a celebrity. But you know, if I'm drunk enough, I'm be like, all right, I'll take, I'll take a, take a, take a whirl at it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, there's like a handful of like, you know, the girls who I, I think they use it too, but they're funny. But there's like a few of them, no disrespect, but they kind of like rely on their looks, and then but they say like nasty stuff. Yeah, they say like really nasty stuff that turns me off. But I think if you go to the show. It's probably like a it's probably like a gimmick that they're all like, oh my fans, I go out with fans because they're all like single. But comedians, that's a good choice. But you know, I like a funny lady. Who? Um, who? You know what you, I'm going with? Did you name the um, wrestler that you were talking about? No, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna oh, do okay. it. Um, but um, I'll I'll say this because I heard some things. Um, even though she's married, I heard some things. Um, she can cook for you. Uh. She's flirty. Uh, born like in the 2000s, I used to like really be into her. But uh, Rachel Ray, what about she's a really short? I'm not into that whole short thing. Short and stout. Um, oh, yeah, Rachel Ray is like would be one of mine too. But like when no. you talk about wrestlers, right? I, I, there's one obviously like a lot of or some of the wrestlers now they're like related to like you know wrestlers like we're uh, familiar with from you know the past but now they have children that are wrestlers but this one in particular like she looks so much like her father sometimes like facial wise that like it, it I, I, like i can't but like i've seen her in a lot of pictures and i'm like yeah you know she, she, she ain't bad looking at all and i saw um charlotte flair uh, i was gonna guess that yeah, like, and it ain't nothing. I got one too. Like, she looked too much like Rick. Like, she looks like Rick Flair, like too much. And I was just like, it. it I mean, you know, maybe she could take me on Space Mountain. I don't know. There's another one. There's another one who is. Now nah, you got uh, me too on on that one right there. What's Hulk Hogan's daughter's name? Oh, oh, uh, but, Brooke, but Brooke is hot. Brooke. Brooke. Nah, but she looks like Hulk Hogan. Yeah, like, right. the facial features it reminds me of Hulk Hogan the same way you said like the facial features remind me of Rick but, Flair but Joel you're not a, you're not a wealthy negro you, I know not, that you're not a wealthy negro so so you know to her sometimes racist dad like you you wouldn't even make it through the door oh man I'm just okay. paraphrasing I'm paraphrasing what he said okay this isn't I know, I know, I know. Trust me, I know. 
Well, but not sure. I'm just saying, like, she looks like her father, like, so. Oh, I agree. You know, he likes that whole, he looks like her wife, the the wife, ex-wife, too, and then the current wife, which is kind of kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, but, Shug, we're talking about, like, we're talking about just sleep with, um, you're ready to, like, meet the parents. You're ready to, you know, be that type of guy. If uh, you can do it on the low, now you're looking to, like, meet, meet Hogan, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> You know, you want to upgrade it to a relationship, right? At least now I know where his I, I know where his weak spots are, so we have to tussle. Yeah, why not? And he's weak too. You know, he's old. Uh, yeah. I don't know how you feel about taking on an old man. Uh, but there's another one. Listen, anybody here? I'm any a seventy year old comes at me wanting smoke, like he's getting beat up. I don't care. <laughs> All right, Pedro Martinez. Exactly. I'll, I'll do exactly what Pedro did. I won't hit a like a seventy year old man. I'll just throw him down. Like Don Zimmer. If you charge at me. If you charge at me. No, Mike, what was you gonna say? There's someone who uh there's some there's a female pro wrestler that uh was in like the NXT and she didn't really uh advance and this is a few years ago, but like the father is more, you know, He's handsome and stuff, but then she like straight up has his face, um, and she's like you know uh, Paul Ellering. He was like the manager of the Road Warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she's like looks like straight up like that. No disrespect, but you know we're we're doing this. Um, yeah, but Charlotte. Yeah, it's like uh, not my cup of tea as well. You know she's married to. Um, Cuban American Andrade, Latino? yeah. I don't know where Andrade is from. They're a cute couple though. Like I, I will say, uh, they they look nice together. The Scarface in- influenced uh, photo that came out like a month yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I shared that with you. Yeah, I remember that. No, yeah. But that was a big deal. Like on social media, they're like, you know, I, most of my uh, my feed is like wrestling crap. So occasional political. Okay. Yeah, so I keep. A, Speaking about political and, you know, we just talk about women that we, um, unconventional, you know, that we, they're celebrities, but we mess with them for free, um, sleep with them for free. Now, the next one is, who are celebrity women whom you would sleep with or date? but wouldn't tell anyone because they're, you know, controversial people, um, annoying to the masses, or just downright despicable. Who would those, who, who would those women be? Well, I'm going to start off. One. Yeah, sure. Oh, Why don't you start off with this? I'm gonna start off because you know what? Like, I'm gonna catch like a lot of heat from like a lot of people, but like just going off like looks, like Tommy Lauren, like I would like I would smash, like I wouldn't smash. I wouldn't even just smash. Like I would like you know like make it the night of her life, but. You know, she's obviously very um 
uh, right wing, and that also leads into like uh, being racist. And you know, we touched on it when we talked about like our interracial um, dating episode, where like you know there are some women where like black lives don't matter, but black dicks do. And I was telling the guys, you know, before we started, like I remember like TMZ caught up with her. I think it was right around the time that like um she was on like the Breakfast Club and the the Daily Show and and shit like that. So they caught her like after one of those things. So she was like um. Well, I think it was the time when she was supposed to be on the Breakfast Club and like they canceled it because, you know, it was too controversial. So they asked her, they was like, you know, are you interested in like black guys? And like she kind of like blushed and like played with her hair and like looked away a little bit. And like it was at that moment I looked at her and I was like, you got a, you got like a ton of black bodies. You've, you've, you've been with some Negroes. I knew. And I was like, kind of was like, man, I wish I was me. But I wouldn't tell anybody about it. So that's how I came up with these, um, with this. Another person that I had was, like, who also helped me come up with the idea for this question was, um, Yes Jules, um, like, social media influencer. Like, I don't really know what she does. But, you know, um, if you're on, like, Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and stuff like that, you're familiar with her person, like, all in all, like she's like, you know, this um white girl. Supposedly she's like um like white Hispanic. That's what she says. Um, but she has like a big butt. So um you see a lot of like black dudes going Google Gaga over her and shit like that. But like her as like a person I don't really care for because um this term that Joel um introduced to me a few years back culture vulture which is basically just like a white person or um a non-black person that basically um lives off of like black culture she's one of those people so that's why I'd be like ashamed to like be with her I thought culture vulture was just like taking someone's niche and then like exploiting it or you know out of nowhere yeah, that's yeah, yeah, it's like that's, well, the, no, that's specifically, what she that's like, what they right? do. That's what she does. And then they're like, Oh, you can't do this. But like they're like, But I you know I can do this. That's what you know, there's a website, I think that's just like a general word. Um Yeah, but like like it's just used in like in the hip hop community, it's used a lot for like like what Shug explained. It's like much. it's like think of it this way, like if like a vulture, an actual vulture, was that person, and like the body, the corpse was like a living person that worked and like made hip hop and R and B and basically uh, everything that you know black people made like culturally culturally significant. They're left there to to die, and that person just feasts off of that body. That's what a culture vulture is. I think that's where the whole like etymology of it came from i mean like realist realistically um yeah it's, it's hip-hop and hip-hop is all about metaphors vulture you know it's all, that's how it is uh, realis- realistically oh realistically um i'd be shouting on the rooftop for a celebrity 
But if I'm going with this, um, I go with like no disrespect, but like WNBA. Okay. Because you know, you know, tall women is great, but like seven, like six foot eight, I don't know. Um, people might be like, I don't know. I think like a lot of the celebrity thing would be like, you know, like weird fetish shit. Um, yeah, a weird shit. Going specifically, just like a type of a person, like athletic. Because people might be like, you know, you like being, you like that, like muscular women, which is always like, yeah. That's why I said pro wrestler too. Mm-hmm. I find that, you know, you agree? You don't think that's kind of like athletic, you know? I mean, like, God rest his soul, um, China, like, you know, when, when I watched her, like, you know, earlier on, like, before she did, like, Playboy and stuff like that. Like, I didn't think she was, like, attractive. But then when she did Playboy and, like, they put her with, like, Eddie Guerrero and stuff like that, and she kind of – I don't know if, like, that was part of it, that they kind of let her, like, be more feminine. Because I think that was, like, her whole gimmick, that she was, like, this tough-ass, like, woman. But then when she, like, won, like, the Intercontinental Championship and, like, she kind of, like – separated from Triple H and she got to be like a lot more womanly like she kind of started looking like attractive to me um but yeah, yeah God rest ugliest. Soul. yeah ugliest doesn't necessarily mean like sexy some, some women oh you know what I thought about this earlier no disrespect because when I was a kid when I was a kid um my first crush was Jenny McCarthy and Years later, her cousin became super famous, another funny woman. She got a personality, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Got a cute face, though. <laughs> no disrespect, no disrespect, but that might be a little weird. You know, think about that. Jen McCarthy's your cousin, so, you know, it's close. You know, I think that's true, what I said. I mean, all in the family. Uh, yeah, but, you know, conventionally, conventionally, people are like, oh, because, like, oh, she's, like, huge or whatever. That's not sexy. Um, but personality goes a long way. And, uh, cute face. Fun. Yeah, she's cool as all. I mean, like, I, like we've, me and Joel said before on this show, like, you know, we, we're not, like, um, into, like, big women, unfortunately. For us and for them, I don't, I don't know. BBWs here. Yeah. For us. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the BBWs, but that's just a preference. Mm-hmm. My preference. It's like the other way around. Like, a lot of people, like, would say, like, Zendaya. Like, to me, I find Zendaya, like, oh, my God. Like, she's, like, sexy as hell to me. But some people would be like, oh, like, she's too skinny. She has like the body of like a boy or some shit like that. I'll just be like, "Fuck you." Um, Unconventional, unconventional. Yeah, I'm into it. People like people like who they like. Just respect that. Mm -hmm. Even if they even what people respect what people don't like as well as what people like, because what people don't like, you know, we don't have to like the same things. It's just uh, pretty much. But Joel, who's your person? Oh, uh, it's actually perfect. Speaking of, you know, cultural vote, culture vultures, my person is, is Iggy Azalea. 
Mm. She's not, you know, she's to me very attractive. You know, she got a nice body. She's Australian. I love, you know, Australian women already. You know, just the accent and everything and their whole vibe, it just, it resonates with me. She's Australian. Maybe at a past life, I was Australian or something. She was she's Australian when she's not ahead, rapping. When she, I said she's Australian when she's not rapping. She's like from like East Atlanta when she is from the south. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started. Don't get me started with yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I said. Like that's what I said. The whole cultural vulture thing ties up because they called her a vulture for that because obviously when she speaks regular, she's an Australian woman, but then she sounds like a, a southern black girl when she's rapping. Most likely, nine times out of ten, probably didn't write her lyrics. So that's why, you know, they call her Vulture. And that's funny as well, yeah. because, like, a couple but yeah, years... she's somebody... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something... That's a gripe of mine. Like, people who grow up just on YouTube, you know, they change their style up. Back then, people still got shit for, like, you know, taking someone's culture, but, like, they grew up, you know, for the most part, like pre pre-internet and like they were around people uh growing up but speaking of australian as well uh, i agree because um it's not like english where you know uppity english and all that or whatever you know like ah uh, you know like classy um classy talking all yeah, that pos, like, queens queens english no no pos spice but i'm talking about like middle class english but australian it's a mixture it's kind of like down and dirty I think it's called bogey. That's what they call like, like their version of like white trash or whatever. But they got like that type of voice. Uh, I've been watching a lot of reality TV with my girl, woman, and uh, yeah, uh, there's an Australian show. I'm into that. Good choice. And she yeah. and like, plastic surgery, like women. Um, feel like they need to do that when they're getting older or you know they want to look like somebody else but you know Iggy Azalea know that she wants to look more um even like they want to look more uh just like you know other races and ethnicities because uh what do you call them aborigines like they look she's like kind of doing that too I've noticed good choice Oh no! I was gonna say about um Azalea. Like it was funny because like a couple of years ago, I remember like Bang Bros, like offered her like a million dollars or something like that to like do porn with them or whatever. And I was just like, why not? Fuck it! Like nobody wants to listen to your music. Yeah, I mean that kind of goes with uh, and you, choice. And if you watch like mm-hmm. her videos, all she does is like shake her ass, like really, and like you know. But yeah, to Teacher's own, like, like, she looks good, so if she wanted to just model, but I think, like, she really wants to do music, and it's like, you know, like, who am I to tell her to stop? (laughs) Yeah, but crazy uh, cosmetic surgery, you know, I like all natural. I don't think she did anything to her face. Maybe she did. I don't know. She definitely got some ass shots. They all get ass shots. Yeah, that, that, that ass is... um. It's nice. Right? It, it, it's is. Nice. It, it is. It's nice. That's why, that's why I picked maybe, you know, maybe Azalea. Because that whole, whole, whole vultureness involved, like, everybody's going, well, why you wear her? Why you with a white girl? 
literally or Australian. Why can't you be with a black girl or a Latina, or Hispanic? I already know that's what I'm gonna hear. And to me, but I'm like not gonna that, care. And to me, that shit's crazy. I mean, like I said, we we covered that whole like shit um in our episode. Um, where we talk about interracial dating, like the other day, like LeBron James, like son, like he did like a TikTok video with his girlfriend, and his girlfriend happened to be white, and everybody was like, "Oh man, like LeBron, like how your son gonna have like a white?" Da-da-da. And I'm just like, man, shut up, like y'all. I, I was like, you, like people always have that energy when it's like a black guy doing that shit. Like, when they date out of their race, and not just, like, white girl, I'm talking about, like, Asian, Hispanic, bing, bang, boom, whatever. But they never have that energy for, like, when, like, a uh, black woman dates out of their race. They never do it when a Latin woman. Like, I always say, like, um, AOC, right? The people that shit on her the most are, like, straight fucking white guys, right? You know who her boyfriend is? Like a freaking no offense, Michael, a red-headed white dude. And right. I'm just like, why the fuck don't like nobody get on her case? But like LeBron James' son, like who's probably in a high school up in like freaking California, Los Angeles, where he's like probably like one of like the only like black kids in there, and the other black kids that are there are also like celebrity kids. And you're getting on his case. Like I said, they never have that energy for, like, the, the, I, I think in general, in general, I feel like black men get the most heat when they uh, date out of their race. Like, if we did the same, like, question, like, I said Tommy Lahren and, and Guess Jules and then, like, Joel, you said Iggy Azalea. I think, like, even just, like, if I were to pick, like, a down-ass, like, white chick, um, like, uh... I got another one, too. Uh, I got Miley in there. Yeah. Miley Cyrus. Okay. She's but... a... another one. Uh, like, again, just based off the, like, I'm not going to talk about her attitude and all of that, but just based off that she's white and she's a country singer, it's like... Well, you're Hispanic. You grew up on bachata and merengue. Why are you with this? That's, I already know that's what I'm going to hear. Yeah, like, I mean, like, if you follow me on Twitter, like, Taylor Swift. Like, if I started dealing, like, you know, people know I'm a, like, Taylor Swift fan. Like, if I started dating Taylor Swift, like, somebody who's, like, actually, like, Black Lives Matter and, like, pro-LGBT and all of that, I'm very, like, a progressive person. Like, even that's, like, controversial. That's something you would have to do on, on the low. Well, you know, you know, I noticed, like, if a white man goes out with, like, like a black woman, um, they get applauded, kind of. Well, what I've noticed uh, in a few years, one of the big things, uh, you know, like, everyone in America, too, like, they adore the royal family of the UK. Um, if you walk around, like, a CVS or a supermarket you see all the gossip magazines that are still around for some reason um i mean maybe it'll fade out soon but it's always uh prince harry and Me- Meghan markle uh Meghan markle was an actress and i've noticed that like he's like adored like because you know uh she, oh he, you know he's progressive and everything and then most of the most of the stuff on Meghan, Meghan markle was like negative uh she's like oh she broke up like the whole royal family 
um, oh, you know, Prince Harry's like, he, he, you know, he, you know, he resigned from his, you know, position as like the prince. And, uh, but he was always the type of guy who like, he didn't, he wasn't really down with the royal family. But yeah, like you'll still see it, like where it's like negative press on her. I think it's, I think it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think it's, um, I forgot what country it is, but it's like um, one of those like uh, European places, like the um, princess or whatever. Like she's like married to like an African dude, and that shit don't get like a lot of like press. At least not here in the way that like the royal family does. But you know, like I, I stand by what I say. I feel like black men, um, above all anyone else who decides to date out of their race, always gets like the most like heat and the most like animosity from like both sides. Um, like you know, we talk about Kamala Harris, where like you know she's married to like a white guy and always. And, and like, um, AOC, like I said, she's dating, like, a white guy. And, you know, nobody would hold that against them. But, like, imagine if, like, Obama, if, like, Michelle was, like, a white woman. Like, there'd be black people and white people that would use that as a reason not to vote for him. And just, like, it's just, a, like, a weird dynamic. Um, but yeah, that's why I say, like, when it comes to, like, people you'd have to date and, you know, sleep with and or date in private, like, that's one of the things, like, the person themselves can't even be, like, controversial, but just the fact that, like, they're, like, you know, if I'm a black guy and I'm picking, like, a non-white, I mean, a non-black person, you know, that would be an issue, also with like Joel, like if you as an Afro-Hispanic person, like you pick somebody that's non-Hispanic and non-Black, like that would be like an issue too. So that would be controversial. Exactly. Like I said, I'm hearing things from my, my Hispanic family and then I'm hearing from the Black community. Again, I'm both. So I consider myself Hispanic, Black, all of that. But I'm going to be hearing from both sides. Spanish-speaking, my Spanish-speaking side of my family, Everyone speaks Spanish there, so I'm gonna be hearing, "Hi, why are you with a blanquita?" Blah blah blah, this and that. And everyone else, they always gonna just ask me, or or kind of like scold me, not scold me, but just ask questions as why I'm with like a white girl. Either way, both sides of the family. It's like I could either date another Hispanic or African American black. Like I can't date nobody else, and it's that. That's just no. That's not how I see the world. Like everybody just needs to be mindful of what people like, like I said, and just be respectful, just respect each other. You don't have to like what I like, just know I like it. And we come to a curtain, we don't have to argue. It don't have to be an argument. It doesn't even have to be a disagreement or anything. I tell you what I like, you tell me what you like, we can go about our day. If you don't like what I like, leave me alone. Actually, that uh, European royalty, a royal, uh, is Hungary. Um, he's like the great, great, great grandson of Franz Ferdinand in World War One. But yeah, that's that's who it is. And he, you know, they're kind of like applauding him a little bit from here. What I'm seeing, because he grew up, he uh, well, 
Yeah, so like her, his uh, wife is African American from America, which is like kind of you know similar to Markle. Hmm. Yeah. So, well, he's kind of applauded. Listen, in the profound words, I don't care who you are, I don't care where you're from, as long as you love me. Backstreet Boys, 1998. <laughs> there you go. Uh, final thoughts. What are we going to talk about? Joel? Yeah. I just know, like I said, I'm not, matter of fact, I probably won't even keep Iggy private anyway, honestly, now that I think about it. Iggy still looks good. Like, She'll probably look better than anybody you're currently with if you have a problem with like me dating her. Like we could compare like what Iggy looks like to your girl and yeah. I'm gonna just leave it at that. Yeah, you know what she, I mean? Like she's fine. She like she seems like whenever I've seen her like talking or she seems like a nice person and I I think like a lot of like the animosity that she gets, you know, like we've been saying is like this idea that she's like a culture vulture. But, um, and also, I'm I'm saying all of that. I'm in a relationship now. Just the disclaimer: if you know, girlfriend hears this, right. I'm not saying I'm going to date them. I'm just saying this is hypothetical. Yeah. All right. Uh, with uh, Ty Lawson, uh, I mean, he signed a contract. Uh, you know, he broke. If he broke the contract, you know, they have the right to, you know, not sign him next year. Uh, same with like the you know, NBA when they. You know, you break contract, you have to face a penalty. So, I mean, that was really harsh when China did. But we'll see how it – and I'm sure I'm not sure if this will be big news because it was only big news because, you know, it was like social media and stuff like that. But I, I'm going to say something. Uh, because of, like, a lot of people too, like because of like, the pandemic, uh, they weren't working uh, or they weren't working regularly. That includes me. Uh, but I'm back. I'm back to working. And so I'm outside a lot. And um, I see a lot of people and like 95% of the people I see, even just like walking down the street with like no one else, they're walking in a field in the park, they're all wearing masks. But I work in an area where you have to drink and you have to eat. So they don't have masks on and like, I'm the closest to them. And uh, I'm a little wary of, uh, you know, like the double standard where you can eat and drink. Obviously you can't have the mask on. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy to report that I'm seeing like 95% all the time people wearing it. And uh, it's only been six months, which is crazy. I think it's like literally like almost six months since everything like closed down. So which has been like a wild year. Yeah. Um. So like Villanueva, um, I don't know what to make of it. You know, I don't know what his intentions are. Um. I feel my 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 instincts would tell me that it's um malevolent. Um but again, like I said, the the idea of like crossing out, you know, one dead black person's name to replace it with another black person's name um that died as a soldier is, you know, basically a microcosm of like America and the issue with America and what people are protesting, um, 
what Colin Kaepernick was trying to protest, which was just that, like, life in general should matter. And for whatever reason in this country, black people have to, like, be 10 times as be- ten times better of a person for bad things not to happen to them. And that's just a sad reality. And it's like, if you're not recognizing that, then you're just being ignorant to it. And that's, to me, what he did. And he also had another teammate that he said the same, or, or he, he, he's also deciding on um, Mark, Marquise Pouncey, he, who also happens to be black or mixed race, um, but he's he's deciding to take um Antoine Rose's name off because he said, you know, we were just going off of what like little information um was provided to us. But in response to that, I'm like, all right, well, Ben Roethlisberger, there's very little information being put out about like his uh alleged sexual misconduct and stuff like that, and we're just supposed to take that and run with it and celebrate him as one of the the greatest quarterbacks of all time and, you know, have him in the same breath as, like, you know, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and John Elway and all these great quarterbacks. And we're just supposed to take that. So, you know, regardless if uh, Antoine Rose was in a car that was involved in a drive-by shooting or whatever, whatever, it it don't – it doesn't justify him getting um, shot in the back and killed. Like everybody is afforded due process in this country. And I think, you know, if we see in a lot of these situations where white people or non-black people are being um, arrested and apprehended and taken into jail and seeing their day in court, um, it's just as easy for it to happen to black people and that's, that's, that's what we're protesting and we want systematically to be changed um but you know this this episode was fun we got into like a lot of um fun stuff ty lawson it's just funny that like you know in other leagues in leagues here like you get banned for like substance abuse you get banned for like gambling um things that are nature and like he's basically being suspended for like you know having a night on the town um but you know I guess that just shows like the cultural differences between here and there and you know hopefully he'll, he'll find his 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 um his, himself um you know back in that league or if not many of the other international basketball leagues um I think that NBA dream is probably over but who knows? Um, but, you know, we had a lot of fun stuff where we talked about, you know, different women um, we date and, and stuff like that. And it's always fun to, to talk about those, like, Twitter questions and, and stuff like that because they pop up and, like, it just uh, makes me, me laugh. And I, I like to share it with these guys and hear their thoughts. And, you know, eventually we get on here and we get to share it with everybody else. But this has been episode 19. Oh, yeah. Let me say one thing. Uh, no, if people didn't notice, uh, I'm a little under the weather, but I wanted to do this because this is like my creative outlet. And I appreciate every week hanging out with Shogun Joel. I didn't mean to cut you off, but. Yeah, likewise. <laughs>
Likewise. And one more thing to, uh, again, hopefully, Ty Lawson, hopefully he uh, gets something good for himself, like I said. It was real. There's just, like, the stupidity behind it. Like, you don't ban a man for life for saying what he sees and liking, for saying what he likes and sees. He's at a strip club. and Yeah. Yeah, so this has been episode 19 of Shook Me The Mooney. So, of course, that means the next episode is 20. So that's like a milestone for us. So hopefully it'll be a big and entertaining show. Um, For all of the 19 episodes that you've listened to so far, please like, share, subscribe, comment. Let us know um, what you like about our show, what you don't like about our show, what we could change, how we can make it better. Like, we just want to keep improvement, improving. Like, this is, you know, a work in progress. Um, and we're going to keep getting bigger and better at it. Um, that's the hope and that's the, the guarantee. Um, also, check out the YouTube channel. We got some um, original um, content coming up uh, in, in, in the future, um, hopefully soon. Um, like, share, and subscribe that too because um, – you know, we put in a lot of work. I, I I like the videos. I know Joel, you like them videos too. Definitely love them. Yeah. So this has been Shug Me the Mooney. Shug Me the Mooney. Shug Me the Mooney. <laughs>